Talk Radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats in California do things that just totally defy all morals and logic. And this latest one may be the most egregious example. You'd think, you know, child sex trafficking. I mean, it, it, if pedophilia is up for debate amongst the Democrats, you ask yourself, well, where, where do you draw the line? How about child sex slavery and trafficking? Do you draw the line there? No. No. No, they're voting to protect child traffickers now in California. So we have that. But first, the Republicans put out this powerful ad and it all ties in. Maybe this is why the Democrats in California are voting to protect child sex traffickers. Look at this latest ad from the GOP. President Biden does not care about the fate of 300,000 plus unaccompanied children that have been placed with sponsors in the United States since he became president. We're here today because the Biden administration has utterly failed. It has failed to secure the border and it has encouraged parents to send their minor alien children on a dangerous trip to the United States unaccompanied. And it's failed to protect these children after they were let into the United States. There's been a 357% increase regarding unaccompanied minors at our border. The policy choices of the Biden administration are creating an unending flow of children to this country. It's a conveyor belt of children being forced through the system. And what's the priority of HHS? Just get them out as fast as we can. They go to factories, they go to slave labor. I've written to the FBI and asked the FBI, where are the 80,000 plus children this administration's lost? They don't know. The New York Times illustrated that senior Biden administration officials like Secretary of Health and Human Services, Becerra, knew, knew about this and continued to move children out of Health and Human Services as fast as possible by loosening vetting requirements for sponsors. I have not received a response from the secretary on what has happened to 85,000 children. The point is Secretary Becerra needs to come before us. Every single person crossing the border now, if they want a good chance of surviving, have to pay a toll to the transnational criminal organizations. It was estimated that a year and a half ago, transnational criminal organizations were making $800 million a year in human trafficking. You know, you can't help as a mama think about your own children. And if we, um, as leaders of the greatest nation in the world, are not fighting to protect the most vulnerable, we are not doing our job. And let me be clear, even one child in the custody of human traffickers is horrific and wrong. But 127,000? This administration, no wonder Secretary Becerra is too scared to sit there. He should be embarrassed of that record. This is obviously a family crossing right here. Pretty sad situation to think that we have laws that would protect us from this that are not being enforced. HHS is responsible for them, and they can't find them. They don't know if they're dead or alive or trafficked or being worked. Why on earth? Would you not try and take the safest path to get here legally? Why on earth wouldn't you stop in a safe third country and say, I have a difficult, dangerous situation in my country, I have documentation to prove it, and I'm applying for asylum? What's wrong with that? We have incentivized the use of children in illegal immigration. 
and nothing will change until we change our policy. How much more alarming does it have to get that we would have the White House administration standing up here with us announcing the policies to improve it and announcing that we have a closed border? The kids are in danger. The kids are in slavery. The kids are being exploited. And it should not happen in the United States of America. Why in the world we would allow drug cartels to become rich off of our most vulnerable is beyond me. It's disgusting and it must stop. We need to do better than this. We must do better than this. We must show that we care about the fate of these children by doing our jobs. gentlemen you want to talk about an info wars day today is an info wars day today wednesday july 2nd 2023 is an info wars day and i'm gonna have to be extremely economical with my time with our time today so i'm gonna try to have this first segment as the only segment where i'm a little maybe frazzled and not structured But let me tell you what we got coming up. First of all, this morning, we spent about five hours being gaslit by our FBI director and Democrat members of Congress with Christopher Wray testifying in front of the House Oversight Committee today. And honestly, I will tell you, I I don't know if I've ever been more nauseous watching a political event. And that's saying a lot, because I've watched a lot of corrupt political events. I mean, January 6th hearings, everything else. What what we witnessed today, it's like, it's like we sink to a new low every time. What we witnessed today, and Christopher Ray wasn't even the worst of it. In fact, the Democrats were so pathetic today, so disgusting today, that it made Chris Ray look good, if you can believe that. But my goodness... It's just amazing, isn't it, how the director of the FBI has no idea what goes on at the FBI? Yeah. I guess he's like one of us. We don't know either. Neither does he. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. He's just under oath, and he's the FBI director, and Oversight Committee has questions, and they just don't know. But they do know, and we know they know. And it's even more frustrating when you actually know all the background information, and and, and, and quite frankly... And this isn't a knock on the Republicans that are on the committee, but it, it, but it's clear that even they don't have the full spectrum of knowledge. And, and, and part of the reason I only have the full spectrum of knowledge on some of the issues is because, unfortunately, I'm, I'm going through the legal process with some of this stuff. So I get a little insider information there. But for Christopher Ray to say he doesn't know if there were any confidential human sources on the ground at the Capitol on January 6th, 
is so ridiculous. I mean, folks, again, I, I use the analogy every time, but but it, 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 but it's because that's just how ridiculous it is. I am not wearing a gray jacket right now. I do not have a floral pocket square in a pocket of a gray jacket. I am not wearing a watch with a black band and a gold face. I don't have a gold t-shirt on with the Hensley buttons. I I that is not that does not happen. I do not have a beard. I don't have a I don't have a facial hair on my chinny chin chin. I mean, that is how ludicrous it is. For Christopher Ray to say they don't know if there were any human sources on the ground or they don't know how many there were or they can't answer the question. And I'm sure when he says, we'll get back to you on that, we're all going to hear because I hear that all the time. Oh, we'll get back to you. Oh, we'll have to get the answers for you later. We never get the answers. It's funny, isn't it? And then you had the Democrats. They attacked Trump. They used most of their time to attack Trump. They used most of their time to attack Trump voters and Republicans and conservatives make the issue about January 6th, make the issue about Mar-a-Lago. That's not what we're doing here. This is about the FBI and the information we've seen from whistleblowers recently. So of the five hours or however long it was, we've got a ton of highlight clips that we're going to be playing. So like I said, it's going to be very structured from here on out because you've got to see these clips. So we've got that going on. Then, so after I'm done, like, I'm, I'm in a haze. I, I, I'm in a haze. I just walked through a smog, a smoke screen of propaganda where I'm getting gaslit today by this hearing. And then what? And then what happens? Joe Biden steps up to speak to NATO. Oh, my gosh. And if I was in a haze and I got knocked on my ass. Joe Biden speaking to NATO about how important the integrity of borders are. My, I mean, my uterus almost fell out. Joe Biden talking about how important the integrity of borders are. But see, but then he let the cat out of the bag in a big, big way. And, and even for myself that understands the issues and you for understand that understands the issues, Joe Biden put it in a way at the U at the excuse me at NATO today where again, even even folks, we know what's going on. even we sometimes miss the picture. Even we sometimes forget to look at the forest through the trees. Like, I know I talk about it, but but he presented it in such a way that it's just like, th- this is the issue. This is what everybody needs to understand. Folks, e- almost everything that they're doing right now is all about the global government. The climate change, the pandemics, NATO, it's all about global government. It's all about this idea that there are threats that the planet faces and that we can only deal with if there's a global government. That's what it's all about. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, climate change. It's all about convincing you that there are issues that that are existential to you that can only be dealt with on a planetary scale. That's what it, that's what, that's what it all comes down to. And how convenient. They convince Americans that you shouldn't be proud of your country and, and you shouldn't appreciate the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, 
the very things that keep us free from the global government tyranny. So, so it all makes sense now. It's like, I, I knew that. Obviously, I knew that. You knew that. But, but, it's, but when, when you hear him say it, it just it realigns, it, it fixes your sights. You know, sometimes if you've got a, a rifle and a scope, sometimes your sight is a little off. You've got to readjust it. You've got to get it back on. So that's kind of how it was. It was like my sight was like a little off on these issues, like maybe just to the right. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of talking about the pandemic, about this, and NATO about that, and climate change about this. But then it was like, and then he said it about the global, and it was like, and it just, it, my sights just went, just like, perfect sights. It's all about the global government. They got all these little things that they arrange and run in the meantime. It's all about the global government. Then, I mean, they have done some whacked out stuff in California, folks. I got a whole stack of the whacked out stuff they've done. California Assembly blocks legislation that would have made child sex trafficking punishable by life in prison. California Assembly Committee blocks bill to make child trafficking a serious felony. Why? Why? I mean, this is this is open and shut. What is controversial here? I'll be open-minded. I will open my mind so that it's nothing but a blank chasm like a liberal. Okay, you you want to you want to believe that there's minor attracted people. So so you want to protect pedophiles. Like, okay. Fine. Again, I'm just hear me out here. Okay. Maybe I can find 0.00001% of my logic that would be that would listen to you argue that minor attracted people are a uh, it's a serious thing and they, and we need to consider them and we don't want to offend them and we want to we want to make sure that they're protected here and we're considering them so okay but where do you draw the line you think everybody's against child sex trafficking surely like there's no controversy there the democrats the liberals they don't have to think twice about that right that's not like a pedophile where they might have to consider that pedophile's feelings Child sex trafficking, you'd think that's open and shut. No, there's no controversy here. Yeah, throw them in jail forever, serious felony. Nope. Nope. So what goes through a Democrat liberal's head when they say, nope, child sex traffickers shouldn't get life in jail, and nope, it shouldn't be a serious felony. But that's not all they're doing in California. So all of this is coming up today and more. Other political news, I'm telling you, it's the InfoWars Day. And I did an hour and a half on Eddie Bravo's podcast that I just finished I'm so grateful to have this crew with me for the ride and you in the audience as well. And it's only made possible with your support at InfoWarsStore.com. So we're going to be loaded today, folks. So do me a favor. Go to InfoWarsStore.com. Shop at the store. Get yourself some toothpaste that's great. You brush your teeth with toothpaste. Get the best stuff at InfoWarsStore.com. The supplements are great. I love them as well. Still the sales. Air filters, water filters, emergency foods. 10% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars is a -a one-of-a-kind operation. And so please go to InfoWars Store and just make a donation. And you can make it one time or recurring. You have a little profile there, cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it, you just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees that are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The big July 4th sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart.
God bless you. With all the craziness in the world, the collapsing borders, the war with Russia, the insanity, the, the, the currency devaluations, the economy going crazy, you are crazy in my view if you don't get high-quality storable food and water filtration and self-defense. Now, we're not selling guns and ammo. That's for you to go out and get for yourself and learn how to use if you haven't. And I'm preaching the choir on that. But a lot of people got plenty of guns, but they don't have enough storable food or water filtration. This is something you need now. And we've got it in the food department and in the high-quality water filtration department. The highest quality food, the best water filtration at the lowest prices you're going to find and still get quality. Infowarstore.com is running a special right now for 10% off on all storable food and on water and air filtration. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot beat this deal. Our prices are already the lowest. At 10% off, it's an insane deal for a limited time. Go to infowarstore.com and get prepared while you still can. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. So I've got some mixed emotions. I do wonder, does everybody feel the same way I feel watching these hearings? Genuinely, I'm getting nauseous. It's like it's beyond frustration or anger. It, it's straight nausea and, and almost a survival instinct. Like, you got, bro, th- this country is dangerous now. This is dangerous. When you got people that think and act and talk like the Democrats do on the oversight committee, like, whoa. If there was a 30-foot-tall spider coming out with me, dripping with venom from his veins, I-, I would be more comfortable in that situation than dealing with these Democrats in Congress. I'm not even kidding you. That's, that's how I see this. That's the real threat I feel when I watch these liars, crooks, and scumbags. And then Christopher Ray, who... The FBI director doesn't know anything that goes on at the FBI. And and now, oh, FBI whistleblowers are supposed to be just discounted and not listened to. So for me, it was truly nauseating. And it was like a it was like a flight response. It wasn't a fight or flight. It was like, no, there, there's no huh, this is this is flight. This is you get out of here. Now, don't read into that too deeply. I'm just telling you that was what I was going through, listening to that for five hours, and then just the embarrassment of Biden. Deep state on the ropes, FBI Director Chris Ray destroyed in Congress. So, again, we're going to go through all these clips now. The Democrats, I'm not going to play into the Democrats' time, but let me just tell you what goes on. The Democrats spent 50% of their time talking about how bad Donald Trump is. They spent another 45% of their time talking about how bad Donald Trump's supporters are. And then 5% of their time, they might have asked a real question about the, uh, the FISA abuse. So, so that's your breakdown of the Democrat time. You know how it goes. You don't need to hear it. Now, we've got some epic clips here from some of the Republicans' time that we're going to play for you as well. But I want you to keep this in mind because this is a detail from today that should not be forgotten. The House Oversight Committee has sent multiple subpoenas to the FBI for documents. They have not responded in a proper fashion. 
They've turned over documents late that were completely redacted. Some documents they never turned over at all. And the timeline to turn them over has already passed. Why is Christopher Wray not being held in contempt of Congress? If you or I ignored subpoenas and didn't properly respond to subpoenas, we would end up in handcuffs. But not Christopher Wray. Not a detail to be forgotten here. FBI director defies Kevin McCarthy's warning on documents deadlines. Well, yeah, why would he? He's been defying it for months now and nothing ever happens and he's not been held in contempt of court. So why would he start abiding now? Kevin McCarthy has no teeth. Kevin McCarthy says, I'm going to bite. Christopher Ray says, I don't care. You don't have any teeth. So let's start getting to the clips. This is so ludicrous. It's unreal. Clip two, Christopher Ray on if there were any FBI informants there on January 6th. How many individuals were either FBI uh, employees or people that the FBI had made contact with were in the January 6th uh, entry of the Capitol and surrounding area? So I really need to be careful here talking about uh, where we have or have not used Why? confidential human sources. Why was, there so one more, was there one or more individuals that would fit that description on January 6th that were in or around the Capitol? I, I believe there is a, uh, a filing in one of the January 6th cases that can provide a little more information about this, and I'm happy uh-huh. to see if we can follow back up with you. I, I just want that. an yeah. answer. Was there one or more? I mean, you would know if there was at least one individual who worked for the FBI who entered the Capitol on that day. Uh, I can't, again, I just can't speak to that here, but I'm happy to get the court filing. Well, that look, it's been two years, and you're now, you're now come before us. The gentleman asks these questions, makes all kinds of insinuations, and you, you nod your head yes, and then I ask you simply, was there one or more? And you won't answer that. So I'm going to make the assumption that there was more than one, more than five, more than ten, and that you're ducking uh, the, the question because you don't want to answer for the fact that you had at least one and somehow missed understanding that some of the individuals were very dangerous and that there were others inciting individuals to enter the Capitol after others broke windows. So I'm just going to move on. Now, let me let me let me explain this. And Ray kind of. He kind of hints at it himself. So, I mean, look, again, I, I, I look at all the potentials, folks. There, there is a potential that, that FBI Director Chris Ray is actually a good guy. I, I know you might find that crazy, but why would he mention that there's information about that already on the record in these other January 6th cases? So let me tell you what he's actually talking about. In the process of discovery... And witness testimony and everything else that has gone down in some of the January 6th defendants' cases that that go to court, they have called up witnesses and they have demanded for discovery. And, And here's what happens when the issue of FBI informants or federal agents or confidential human sources comes up in the courtroom. The answer, the the bottom line answer, the most that has been able to be revealed has been that there are so many on the ground that day that they can't even possibly give you the information because it's so overwhelming. Okay? Now, there's a reason why they don't have cameras in these courtrooms, and there's a reason why none of the mainstream media shows up to these cases to tell you what's going on. 
Because that's what's going on. So many potential federal agents or confidential human sources on the ground on January 6th that they can't even possibly provide the information because it's so overwhelming. And then there's this other game that they play where it's the shell game technique. And so they get to this person and they say, oh, I don't have that information. You got to go to this person. So then they go to that person for discovery. Oh, no, no, we don't have access to that information. That's beyond our security clearance. You got to go over here. And then they go over here and they say, oh, no, we actually don't handle that. We just handle the payments. If you want to know who the the confidential human sources are, you got to go back over here. So it's kind of like you ever been on hold, like, you know, you try to call your internet or something. And it's like they just jump you from operator to operator and group to group. And it's like you right back where you began and you're like, how did I? What? That's basically what's happened in these January 6th defendants cases every single time. And Christopher Ray knows that. Just like Christopher Ray knows there were informants on the ground and agents on the ground. And if you listen today, you can tell he's being very, very careful the way he words things. When he says agents, when he says informants, when he says human sources... It's a big tell when, when you can see the constellation around this event. But let's be perfectly clear. Christopher Ray knows the answers to that question. He knows if there were agents or confidential human sources on the ground. He was the FBI director when it all happened. He's been the FBI director as all these cases are getting litigated and all these questions are being asked. And it's, and it's ludicrous, ludicrous that he sits up there and says that and doesn't have near the backlash from the media or even the Republicans there. But we do have more of that coming up. Do not go anywhere. The InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com rolls on. The globalists are only humans. Yeah, they have control of the central banks. They have a lot of power, but they can be defeated. But some of their operations are going to take decades to stop. But one thing you can do right now is take control of your body and your family's body by purifying the water that you drink and that you cook with. And you do it with the highest quality gravity-fed filter out there. This thing does 10,000 gallons. You can sit there and put hundreds of gallons through it a day. It purifies very quickly, and it cuts out thousands of chemicals to non-detectable levels. This is what I use, which my family uses. It's the very best system out there for the lowest price. For a limited time, 10% off on top of that exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com on the Alexa Pure water filtration system. In stock and replacement filters for folks that need those in stock. Get it today, and it funds the InfoWar. Don't procrastinate. This is one of the main areas we can take control of our lives and stop the globalists from hitting us with poison that they allow in the water supply. In some cases, they add the water supply like fluoride. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Give me liberty or give me death. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. All right, let's pick it back up. Christopher Ray on the hearing again. He has no idea what happened on January 6th. He was just the FBI director then, still is now with all the cases and everything going on, but he still has no idea here in clip three. Things here, and, and I, please don't, don't distract here because we're focusing on 
that those who were there in an undercover capacity on January 6th, how many were there? Uh, again, I, I'm not sure that I can give you that number as I sit here. I'm not sure there were undercover agents uh, on scene. You, I find that kind of a remarkable statement, Director. At this point, you don't know whether there were un- undercover federal agents, FBI agents in the crowd or in the Capitol on January 6th. I say that because I want to be very careful. There have been a number of court filings related to some of these topics, and I want to make sure that I stick with him what's in. I, I understand that. But I, I just I thought I heard you say you didn't know whether there were FBI agents or informants or human sources in the Capitol or in the in vicinity on January 6th. Did I misunderstand you? I thought that's what you said. Well, I referred very specifically to undercover agents. Yeah. And so are you acknowledging then there were undercover agents? As I sit here right now, I do not believe there were undercover agents uh, on scene. Now, this this got brought up a couple more times and it went similarly. So I'm not going to continue with those types of clips. But but again, what does Chris Ray do? He mentions ongoing litigation where this information is is being discovered and discussed. Now, the question would be, why isn't he talking about it? Is this to protect the January 6th narrative? Is he genuinely thinking, I don't want to put any information out here on this hearing because it might affect these court cases, whether whether that's for good reasons or bad reasons? I don't know. But is that what he's thinking? Because, again, he's alluded to it multiple times. The information is already out there, folks. How many January 6th defendants are either in a court trial right now or or have been in court, you realize their lawyers have demanded this discovery. Now, they're not really getting it. They're getting the runaround. They're getting the three-card money. They're getting the shell game. But enough has come out in some of these cases where, yes, they know there were confidential human sources at the very least there on the ground. But it's the same old thing. It's, oh, well, we don't know. We have no way of knowing and... You'll have to go to this group to find out or this group and then this group will send you to this group and then this will send you to this bureaucracy, this bureaucracy will send you down here. You go to the ninth floor, you go to the 10th floor, you go to the 11th floor, you go to the 3rd floor, you go to the 20th floor and you, just, you still get no answers. So you have to ask why. Why is Christopher Ray not answering these questions? Why is he keeping this information but then alluding to the fact that this is all coming out in the court cases? Is he genuinely saying... I don't want to say anything here that's going to affect these ongoing cases. Is he trying to protect the narrative that the mainstream media wants to tell you and the Democrats want to tell you about January 6th? They're up there again today saying it was an insurrection, saying that we were trying to overthrow the government and all this stuff with no proof. So, but why? Why Why does Ray allude? See, most people just don't know this information is out there, folks. But that's what he's telling you. He's, he's telling you, he's like, hey, There's multiple ongoing cases. You keep asking if there were confidential human sources on the ground. That information is already out there in these cases. So why do you keep asking me this? So why won't he answer the questions? Is he protecting the narrative? Is he genuinely not trying to interfere in ongoing cases? He knows the answer. Now let's move on. Here's Mike Johnson asking FBI Director Ray about the censorship online that the FBI was involved in. 
the evidence shows you, your agency, the people that directly report to you, suppressed conservative-leaning free speech about topics like the laptop, the lab leak theory of COVID-19's origin, the effectiveness of masks and COVID-19 lockdowns and vaccines, speech about election integrity in the 2020 presidential election, security of voting by mail, even parody about the president himself, negative posts about the economy. The FBI made the social media platforms pull that information off the Internet if it came from conservative sources. They, they did this under the guise that it was disinformation. Can you, can you define what disinformation is? What I can tell you is that our focus is not on disinformation, broadly speaking. Well, wait a minute. Yes, it is. Wait a minute. Can I answer the question? You can in a minute. Your star witness said in the litigation, Elvis Chan, who's in charge of this, said they do it on the basis of disinformation. We We need a definition of what that is. Our focus is on malign foreign disinformation, that is, foreign hostile actors who engage in covert efforts to Mr. abuse Ray, our Mr. social media platforms, which is something that is not seriously in dispute. I have to stop phenomenon. you for time. That's not accurate. You need to read this court opinion because you're in charge of enforcing it. The court has found that, and Elvis Chan testified under oath in charge of this for you. He said 50%. He had a 50% success rate in having alleged election disinformation taken down or censored that that wasn't just foreign adversaries sir that was american citizens how do you answer for that well first off i'm not sure that's a correct characterization comes right out of the opinion you should read what i of, of his testimony but what i would say is the fbi is not in the business of moderating content or causing any social media company to suppress or censor that is not what the court has found what i would also say is among the things that you listed off i find ironic the reference to the lab leak theory, the idea that the FBI would somehow be involved in suppressing references to the lab leak theory is somewhat absurd when you consider the fact that the FBI was the only, the only agency in the entire intelligence community to reach the assessment that it was more likely than not that that was the explanation but your for the agents, pandemic. Your agents pulled it off the Internet, sir. That's what the evidence in the court has found. So an interesting deflection though sometimes deflection can be good from Ray talking about the FBI saying, no, it was the lab leak. But getting back to the issue at hand. So, so what is, what is rep Johnson talking about here? That, that Ray obviously tells the big lie. Ray says, well, we, you know, they, they can't deny they engaged in online censorship. They can't deny it. All the proof is out there. It, the, the courts, the whistleblowers, the testimonies, the hearings, it's all out there. They, they, they engaged in internet censorship, and we know how they did it. Their out is, oh, we just made suggestions in a portal. And then, like Johnson says, as, as he said, he said, well, that's at a 50% success rate. So if the Democrats ask for 100 stories to be censored on Twitter, they got 50 of them censored, the big one being Hunter Biden. But so what does Ray say when asked the definition of disinformation that they're dealing with. He says, oh, foreign, hostile foreign actors putting out false information with, with purposes uh, on the internet. So why do you then censor American citizens sharing a Hunter Biden laptop story from the New York Post? Where are the elements of disinformation by Christopher Ray's definition, foreign nations putting that information out there. How does that work? Well, obviously it doesn't. It's a lie. However, what did they say at the time? What did 50-plus intelligence agents 
and the Intel committees and the FBI say they said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation. So that's how they do it then. They have all they they know how to they know how to illegally censor you and then have all their legal outs. They say, well, we didn't demand the censorship. We just put information on a portal, and what the big tech companies did with that is up to them. Well, you had a majority success rate at what you wanted censored. Well, we only censor information that comes from foreign hostile actors like Russia. So what do they say? They want the Hunter Biden laptop story banned from the internet? They say, Hunter Biden laptop story is Russian disinformation. FBI says, that falls within our definition of disinformation. It came from Russia. Didn't come from Russia. Never came from Russia. Was never disinformation. The FBI made sure it was censored off the internet. So you see how they play these games? How much longer do we have to put up with this? And, and why isn't Chris Ray being held in contempt of Congress? We'll be right back. We got more on this, by the way. InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation. And so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation. And you can make it one-time or recurring. You have a little profile there. Cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees instead of making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The big July 4th sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free. And that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. With all the craziness in the world, the collapsing borders, the war with Russia, the insanity, the, the, the currency devaluations, the economy going crazy, you are crazy in my view if you don't get high-quality storable food and water filtration and self-defense. Now, we're not selling guns and ammo. That's for you to go out and get for yourself and learn how to use if you haven't. And I'm preaching the choir on that. But a lot of people got plenty of guns, but they don't have enough storable food or water filtration. This is something you need now. And we've got it in the food department and in the high quality water filtration department. The highest quality food, the best water filtration at the lowest prices you're going to find and still get quality. Infowarstore.com is running a special right now for 10% off on all storable food and on water and air filtration. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot beat this deal. Our prices are already the lowest. At 10% off, it's an insane deal for a limited time. Go to infowarstore.com and get prepared while you still can. The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, let me... Let me shut my trap here, and let's just go back to the clips. Let's go to Representative Barry Moore talking to Ray today about the fake Christopher Steele dossier that led to government abuses, and they all knew it was fake. Why would the FBI offer Christopher Steele a million dollars to verify a dossier about Trump-Russian collusion, and then the same FBI offer $3 million to Twitter to squash a story on the Hunter Biden laptop? Do you have any idea why... A law enforcement agency would be planning to elections. 
Well, you raised a number of different issues there. So first, uh, as to the Steele dossier, that, of course, is a subject treated at great length uh, in the Durham report, which we, and again, predates my time as director. I understand that, but it was the same agency paying a million dollars to push one story out or try to collaborate one story and three million dollars to quiet another story for political opponents. I don't understand. And then I would. Uh, as to the second part related to Twitter, I would, I would disagree with your characterization respectfully. When there are payments to social media companies, that is by longstanding federal law going back, I think, about four decades, where we have to pay companies for uh, their costs in responding to legal process. And it's not just social media companies. It's other kinds of businesses as well. Well, when those stories get out, and you understand, and certainly the dossier story, and I know that wasn't under your watch, but also the, the, the Hunter Biden laptop story, that, to me, looks political. To the American people, it looks political. And I'm just an everyday guy. I'm not an attorney, Mr. Ray. Just an everyday guy. But to me, it looks extremely political. And that is why you're having trouble keeping the FBI's reputation afloat. You know, it's funny. He says, well, we have to pay these companies for their time or whatever it is. When we ask them for this document or what have you, and and I hear that, and I'm sure there's some sort of precedent there, and there's some proof of precedent, but there's no consistency. There's no consistency there. Do you think anybody that's been persecuted by the FBI because of their affiliations to Trump has ever got a check from the government for their time to go through and find discovery and anything else? Of course, the answer is no. No. But magically, the social media companies are making millions of dollars cooperating with the feds. Boy, I didn't know that was a job. Pays well, too. But only for certain types. Now, this this might be the best exchange of the day. And that's Matt Gates. Actually, I was going to go to the Jim Jordan one. Let's instead go to the Matt Gates one. I think this is probably the best exchange of the day. Here's the full first exchange with Matt Gates and Christopher Ray. I mean, folks, Matt Gates is, uh, I mean, if this is like a golf tournament and, and we're following the leaderboard, with, with this grilling of Ray today, I think Matt Gates might be on top of the leaderboard. Here it is. The American people need to understand what just happened. My call, my Democrat colleague just asked the director of the FBI whether or not they are buying information about our fellow Americans. And the answer is, well, we'll just have to get back to you on that. It sounds really complicated. But I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, you does won't not the que- has no oh, hold interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But let's go from the uncurious to the downright nosy. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? 
Well, there are reports that have come out with different numbers about uh, compliance incidents. More than a million illegal ones? Because that's what the inspector general said. The inspector general said that in the 3.4 million of these queries, more than a million were in error. Do you have any basis to disagree with that, that assessment by the inspector general? I'm not, I'm not sure actually that's a, a correct characterization of the inspector general's uh, oh, well, findings on well, that. The internet will remind you of I, that in moments. But, but let, let's now go to uh, what the, the court said. The court said it was over 200,000 that have occurred on your watch. Would, would, do you have any basis to disagree with that assessment? Again, I don't have the numbers I sit here right now. What I can Seems tell like you- a number you should know. How many times the FBI is breaking the law under your watch, especially if it's like over a million to not know that number. And I'm worried about your veracity on the subject as well. Play, this, play the video. Letters for investigation the FISA of court? the Capitol. I don't believe FISA is remotely implicated in our investigation. So, so there, Senator Lee's asking you whether or not FISA was in any way involved in your January 6th investigation, and you say no. It, was that truthful? I said that I did not believe it was. Okay, so now let's pull up what the court said, which was something a little different than what you said. So, so here, nope, that's not the right one. Yeah, here we go. Right there, it says, to this, the we? government has reported additional significant violations of the querying standard, including several relating to the January 6, 2021 breach of the Capitol. So I guess the question, Director Ray, is did, did you not know when you were answering these questions that the FBI was engaging in these illegal searches or did you perjure yourself to Senator Lee? I certainly didn't perjure myself at the time that I testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, I didn't have that piece of information. I will add. Well, that was a court order. You didn't have that piece of information because the court hadn't yet rendered a judgment. Did you not know when you gave the untruthful answer before Senator Lee that this was going on? It was a, it was a truthful answer. I did not believe FISA had been involved in January 6th. But it was. So you didn't. The answer is the FBI has broken so bad that people can go and engage in queries that when you come before the Congress to answer questions, you're like blissfully ignorant. You're blissfully ignorant as to the unlawful queries. You're blissfully ignorant as to the Biden shakedown regime. And it just seems like it gets into a kind of a creepy place as well. Go to our, our next image on what the court said. Like, just so the American people realize, the, the court has smacked you down, alleging or ruling FBI personnel apparently conducted queries for improper personal reasons. People were looking themselves up. They were looking their ex-lovers up. Who has been held accountable or fired as a consequence of the FBI using the FISA process as their, like, creepy personal snoop machine? There have been instances in which individuals uh, have had disciplinary action uh, and who are no longer with it. I, I can't get into it here, but we can follow back up. But with don't you, you see that. don't you see that that's kind of the thing, Director Ray, that you preside over the FBI that has the lowest level of trust in the FBI's history? People trusted the FBI more when J. Edgar Hoover was running the place than when you are. And the reason is because you don't give straight answers. You give answers that, that later a court deems aren't true. And then at the end of the day, you won't criticize an obvious shakedown when it's directly in front of us. And it appears as though you're whitewashing the conduct of corrupt people. Respectfully, Congressman, in your home state of Florida, the number of people applying to come work for us and devote their lives working for us is over up over 100%. We're deeply proud of them, and they deserve better than you. 
Time of the gentleman has expired. Fried chicken. That fried chicken. Wow. All right. Now, here's the thing. These next clips are too long to fill in the remaining time I have here. And there's actually more still coming in. Just, just wow. Just wow. And I also have a guest coming up in the next hour, too. So we're going to have to pause this, guys. We're going to have to pause this. Uh, We're going to be joined by Evelyn Ray coming up. We'll play a couple more clips in the short segment coming up. And then Evelyn Ray is going to be joining us on some big news out of Australia. And then, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking about doing the unthinkable here. You know that about 85%, 90%, some days 100% of this show is all politics, all news. But there's some cultural stuff that I may get into with Evelyn Ray today. She was already on the schedule and she's talking about it. And so even though it's off the beaten track and not part of the big news cycle... We may have to do that. We'll we'll come back with more clips of this on the other side. Folks, we still have the sale at InfoWarsStore.com. The July 4th sale has been extended. We hope you will take advantage. Remember, double Patriot points with every order that can be applied towards future purchases. And when you've got the deal right now on emergency food supplies, air filters and water filters, all 10% off, these are necessities in my mind for your home. So it's the perfect time, 10% off those necessities and since those are big purchases, with the double Patriot points, you're going to get a nice, a nice trove of Patriot points put into your account that you can apply towards future purchases. It's a total win-win. You get a great product. You get more credit to shop at InfoWarsStore.com. And you support free speech in the process. 360 win, as we say, at InfoWarsStore.com. All right, more from the Ray Hearing when we come back. The globalists are only humans. Yeah, they have control of the central banks. They have a lot of power, but they can be defeated. But some of their operations are going to take decades to stop. But one thing you can do right now is take control of your body and your family's body by purifying the water that you drink and that you cook with. And you do it with the highest quality gravity-fed filter out there. This thing does 10,000 gallons. You can sit there and put hundreds of gallons through it a day. It purifies very quickly, and it cuts out thousands of chemicals to non-detectable levels. This is what I use, which my family uses. It's the very best system out there for the lowest price. For a limited time, 10% off on top of that exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com on the Alexa Pure water filtration system. In stock and replacement filters for folks that need those in stock. Get it today, and it funds the InfoWar. Don't procrastinate. This is one of the main areas we can take control of our lives and stop the globalists from hitting us with poison that they allow in the water supply. In some cases, they add the water supply like fluoride. The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not the has que- no oh, hold interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. 
Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. So there it is. Are you protecting the Bidens? Chris Ray vehemently denies it. Now let's go to an exchange between Jim Jordan and Christopher Ray here in clip six. Ray, did the FBI ask financial institutions to turn over their customers? You have the time to me. Did the FBI ask financial institutions to turn over their customers' debit and credit card purchase history in the Washington, D.C. area for January 5th and 6th, 2021? Uh, I don't know the answer to that as I sit here right now. Well, we do, because Bank of America gave us this email from the FBI to Bank of America. Well, I am aware that Bank of America provided information to the FBI, but what communications occurred between the FBI and Bank of America about it? Let's read it. To recap our morning call, are you... We are prepared to action the following threshold. Customers transacting debit card, credit card, Washington, D.C. purchases between 1521-1621. That's scary enough. But then the next bullet point's even more scary. Any, any historical, capital letters, all capitals, any historical purchase of a firearm. You guys asked financial, it's at least Bank of America, we think more. Did you guys ask him? Again, I don't have the full sequence of the back and forth. You've got one, looks like you've got one email that I haven't seen before here. Um, so I don't know that I have the full exchange that this Well, is does this email trouble of... you as much as it does members of the Judiciary Committee? That the FBI is asking for every single, I mean, we had members of Congress here that week. First time they're getting sworn in as a new member of Congress, their family in town, and you're sweeping, and they may happen to be a customer of Bank of America, and you're sweeping up every debit and credit card purchase of their family who are in town that week because their, their husband or their dad or their mom is getting sworn in as a new member of Congress. And then you're also saying, overlaying that information with, did, you, did this person buy a firearm? And the question is? I'm just nervous about that. Are you nervous about that? As as I think I've testified before, my understanding is that our engagement with Bank of America uh, was fully lawful, but that we recalled the leads that were cut to field. Well, if it's offices. lawful, that's that was my next point. If it's yeah. lawful, why did you say we're not going to use these leads? That's what Mr. Jensen testified to when we deposed him, the director of the terrorism unit at, at, at the FBI. That's what he testified to. Why did you why did you not use the leads if it was lawful to get the information? Well, there are Chairman, it's of, one minute and 18 seconds over time. There, there are, sir, there are plenty of times where there are things that we lawfully can do, but that we decide is better that we not do. And yeah. I think that's what the happened. The idea there. that Mr. Massey said earlier, that, I, that this is lawful, that you can ask this is scary. This is something else we're going to have to change. All right. Now, again, we've got a lot more coming from the hearing today. More from Jim Jordan, Troy Nels with a big moment as well and and then and then let's not forget we also have joe biden at nato embarrassing us yet again and then saying what you're not supposed to say out loud so this is still all upcoming not to mention we have michael cargill in studio the atf magically coincidentally inspects his gun store after he sues the atf and then they say oh we didn't know you sued us and we showed up to investigate you the next day we had no idea oh yes and and we don't know where the bag of cocaine in the white house came from either come on guys you got to believe me so that's all coming up, and our next guest, though, in the next segment, joining me, Evelyn Ray, who has some big news out of Australia on the free speech issue. But I have to tell you, as I was going through, I was going through Evelyn's Twitter, preparing for the interview, and I saw her commenting on some other cultural stuff that uh, 
we may have to grind our gears on that, too. So we'll see what happens coming up in 90 seconds with Evelyn Ray. Don't go anywhere. Confused. We don't have the leading actress from the new Barbie movie joining us now, Margot Robbie. It's actually Evelyn Ray from Australia. So you might be a little confused because you're seeing her all over. No, this is not Barbie. Though she probably could have uh, maybe tried out for the role and made it. So, you know, I'm joking here because I did see Evelyn commenting on some cultural stuff right now that I kind of, I think I may want to delve into that with her too. But normally I don't even go into those realms here on this show it's usually just politics and news but that is why she's joining us because there's a big story happening in australia right now when it comes to free speech now evelyn explain to americans listening how the australian government right now is trying to eradicate any forms of free press and make everything state run much like what you see in communist and totalitarian countries so so what is going on right now in the free speech issue in australia Well, thanks for having me on. Um, Like I always say, Australia is just one disaster after another. But here we are. We have an Australian government body called AMCA, which is a media sort of uh, overreach um, agency. And basically what their job is, is to prevent misinformation and disinformation from the Australian people. And so what they're trying to do at the moment is introduce a new bill through parliament, which would be legislated, which would be enacted law, written in our laws over here in Australia. And that would be to prevent average people from having any sort of objective discussion or debate or discourse online. And the reason why this particular bill is incredibly scary is because of the high penalties that this is going to impose, including prison time for wrong speak. Um, And not only that, what it's going to do is prevent all media if it hasn't been approved by the government in Australia. So basically, this AMCA uh, organization, government organization, um, is going to be hammering down on our online speech um, so much so that they're going to be putting in these codes, which is what it's called in legislation, which prevents even our servers over here in Australia from distributing news. So there's not really a backwards way around it. There's codes that's going to be written into things online. Um, and as well as this, it's very broad legislation, the definitions. So this particular legislation specifies that uh, private messaging is exempt from these restrictive laws. But then if you go into what they classify as private messaging, it's basically just encrypted emails, social media, WhatsApp, uh, Signal, Telegram, all of these things could technically not be exempt from this legislation. So our private messages, could, if we're using any kind of internet platform, could potentially be tracked by the government it can be recorded and kept as a as on record against us as a citizen by the Australian government. And then we get dragged through the kangaroo courts over here in Australia, um, depending on what we've said. And I think the scariest part is what they've defined as harm. 
And they say any information that causes harm, can this can happen to. And the definition is the health of Australian people and racism against Australian people and all these sorts of things. And the last few years in Australia should show that the government really doesn't understand the definition of harm because people like myself were ostracised by the government, by our country for so long. And now I have been vindicated um, but three years ago, that likely would have seen me with a million dollar fine with these new legislations or put in prison. So what, what is the fear then? If you're a if you're a if you're in Australia, you're communicating via one of these apps or messaging services. Is it is it? Wow. It's now official. The government's going to be reading this. I better watch what I say. That's right. And that's the that's the whole point of it. It's not like it's, you know, it's one thing to be punished for what you say. But the scary part is it's going to prevent people from having conversations altogether based on fear, because the average Australian, like we have seen, much prefers their short term comforts and their security over their long term freedoms. And so a lot of Australians will go, you know what, I can't be bothered to have to go through the Australian courts. So I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm just going to keep quiet and put my head down and get on with my life. And that's the problem of our country. That's where a lot of our problems stem from is because people over here just don't care. Our larrikin, easygoing, she'll be right mate mentality has been a cute little fun thing. But the last few years, it's been the thorn in our side. And this is only going to harness in on those things that we really as a nation should be working on to be better at and not worse. Now, I know most of the mainstream media in Australia is kind of just along for the ride of all this but we have seen some new emergences from alternative news in australia is there a large outcry are are, are people aware that this is going on well, this is the interesting part, Owen. Over here at the moment in Australia, we're battling something called The Voice. Now, The Voice is something that all Australians are going to have to vote on towards the end of the year. And this basically means that our Indigenous Australians are going to have a constitutional voice of authority and power inside of our government. Um, and so it's a huge issue over here because basically the voice is going to lead to a treaty. And this particular treaty that the Indigenous Australians have spoken about means that they are going to um, be their own sovereign citizens within our country, so nations within nations. So that's a huge deal. So this legislation has slipped in whilst we're debating the voice at the moment. So not many people are aware of it, and we only have until the 6th of August to submit to the government how we feel about this new legislation. So I'm trying my best to scream it from the rooftops so that people understand what's happening. It is getting a little bit of traction um, in alternative media, but not the mainstream media at all. So what's the what's the application of this? Let's let's look at what went on with COVID and the pandemic and the lockdowns and, and everything there. What's the fear? You're talking about maybe you don't like lockdowns. You're talking about you don't want to get a vaccine. You're telling your friends, your family, hey, don't get the vaccine. It's deadly. They see this. What? They come knock on your door. They 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 cling the handcuffs. What is the fear here? Pretty much exactly what you said. So if we're going to look at it at a practical level, let's look at the last few years. Someone like me who was unvaccinated and who was against the lockdowns and who was cautious about the mRNA technology being that there's no long-term testing, 
you know, hold on, everyone, we should probably wait. That would be deemed as harm by the Australian government because I'm harming the health of Australians because at that particular time, the health advice from our government was to get vaccinated, shut up, or you'll be locked up forever. So the practicality of it is me, if I said something like that three years ago and these laws were there, I could get like a summons to attend court and I would have to attend this AMCA body government organization where I would have to plead my case why I'm not harming Australians by what I said. If I decide to not comply with what the government's directions are given to me in that, then I can be slapped with a certain amount of fines. And then if that all fails, then I can go to prison as somebody who has failed to comply with the outcomes of that AMCA Australian body with misinformation, disinformation. Jail time? Yes. <laughs> so this is basically the Orwellian nightmare that we're afraid of. And of course, a lot of times they test these things in Australia, see how far they can push you guys before they bring it to Europe or the United States. Yeah, well, interestingly, Owen, they actually did recently try to pass similar legislation in America, which would do basically the same thing, but your courts actually shut it down straight away. So that's a little white pill. That's a little bit of an encouragement for you guys over there. But they'll try it again, and they'll try and do it when you're distracted, possibly with the election. You know, They're very good at that. They distract you with something. Go look at this shiny thing and then do stuff sneakily in the background like the cowards that they are. Well, that's right. And the judge just stopped the Biden administration from censoring free speech on the Internet and said, well, wait a second, hold up. They tried to appeal that so they could continue to do that ahead of the 2024 election. But th this this is paramount when it comes to free speech, folks, because they'll sit here and they say, oh, no, no, we're just this is for your protection. This is for your safety or we're looking for criminals. All roads to hell are built on good intentions. But let's be perfectly clear. These, these are not these roads are not being built on good intentions. They're being built on tyranny and totalitarianism. Evelyn Ray is with me. We'll be right back. The globalists aren't just targeting us through the poison shots or the electromagnetic 5G or the GMO crops. They're hitting us with hundreds of chemicals that the EPA has authorized companies and industry to use. One of the top pesticides used is atrazine. The allowable level the government admits that they allow to be in your water supply is enough to sterilize you and basically turn your son into a feminized mutant. Look it up. Don't let them do this to your family. We have the very best gravity-fed filter system out there. Highest rated at half the price of leading competitors. The Alexa Pure, ready to ship to you right now. We have replacement filters for folks who've already gotten it. It does 10,000 gallons before you replace them. It is amazing. It's great for your home, your business. You can put swamp water in it, tap water, whatever, well water. Almost everything's contaminated. This is how you take control of the fluids in your body and counter the globalist onslaught. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. For a limited time, we're running a 10% discount. That is a huge discount it's probably the lowest price out there you need this filter a lot of people have asked me why is InfoWars store and InfoWars life not at a probiotic for more than three years and the answer is simple we only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices we had a top maker top certified of probiotics for more than seven years they got bought by a libtard company and said we're not doing business with you mr jones anymore 
Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics is something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic because I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Well, my crew said green light. I don't really do culture stuff here. I do news and politics. But I can't help myself because the same reason why I got into news and politics is now the same reason why I'm gravitating towards culture. And I see a massive void in the commentary. And I see that most the banter back and forth is operating in the fringe and missing the bigger picture. And so I couldn't help myself when I saw Evelyn Ray delve into this Margot Robbie story that's going on right now. I I, I had to go there. And so let, let's just let, let me just start it out by explaining, folks. So Margot Robbie, there's this there's this viral thing on the internet where people are saying that Margot Robbie is is mid, or in other words, not a, a beautiful woman. And and just to be clear, I I I would say Margot Robbie is universally beautiful. Anywhere she goes on planet Earth, men would find her attractive. There's no doubt about that. But when I see people like Evelyn responding to this saying, how can you say that she's mid? What is going on? You must be gay. You don't know what beauty is. No, I think you're missing. I think you're missing the picture, Evelyn. Here's here's the way I see it. Men have had unrealistic standards put on them. Unrealistic. And all the data shows when they ask women what they expect in men, the data shows that 0.65% of men are actually what women are looking for. So men are sitting here like, well, if you're not six foot three with a million dollars, then no woman is going to look at you. So men are like, oh, really? Okay, well, Margot Robbie is mid. And then you see, oh my gosh, how can you do this? So to me, I, I just see this as equal unrealistic beauty standards. And, and by the way, m- women kind of did this to you too with all the fake boobs and fake butts and face paint. So I, I think that this isn't about Margot Robbie being mid or not. This is about men pushing back culturally saying, you have unrealistic expectations for us. How do you like unrealistic expectations? Your thoughts. Well, I think this is our first fight and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to spar with you, Owen, on this one. Um, I actually agree, surprisingly, with so much of what you say. But let me let me just say something. We're better than that, right? There are many idiots on the internet who say stupid things, okay? And the difference is if we play into these stupid solutions to problems, we're only furthering the problem. So my idea is to go, you know what? Feminism is rot, not just third wave feminism. Like I'm talking first and second wave feminism. The whole thing is rot. It literally tried to achieve more than equality. It tried to achieve special privilege by stepping on the backs of men, which is disgusting right culturally speaking men have a really 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 hard time i fully acknowledge that but we don't as a you know solution to that then 
swing the pendulum so far that our solution to these problems is to now hate women. I think it's wrong. I think the better thing is to step off the merry-go-round and let the idiots keep going around on the same ride on the circus and we pack up the tent for ourselves and be more godly in how we respond to things. So objectively, Margot Robbie is not a mid. And if she's a mid, I'm a minus seven. Like, let's be real here, okay? And so it's just like, it's just silliness. It's just silly internet speak. And I'm like, it's one of those things I regretted. I was like, I shouldn't have got involved in this, but I've I've, I've invested in it now and I'm going to see it through. Um, and so while I agree objectively with the things that you're saying is that one, women have ridiculous standards of men and that should change. Two, women have ruined themselves. We, we are our own worst enemy. Feminism hates women. Like it really does. I've never had anything done to my face in terms of injections or anything like that. And I'm going to let myself age gracefully and naturally. And I'm very well aware of the fact that these women have made that difficult for me as I get older. But I'm like, you know what? My answer to that isn't going to be to not tell the truth or to be like tit for tat. You know what? I'm going to bite back with this or that. I'm just going to be truthful objectively um, and I'm going to not be God godless in my response, which I think a lot of these uh, online sort of things are about. And I don't really like that. Well, I, I but see, my thing is I think it's time to have the conversation and and, and it's time for people like us to have the conversation because most of the, the elements are coming from the fringe, right? And so we're not really centering these cultural debates where they need to be. And, and so, like, let me throw this out there again. Because I'm, I'm really just sitting here more as a neutral observer than anything else. And so take the Pearl, uh, pearly things, Pearl Davis phenomenon for an example. Why do, why do women hate Pearl so much? Why, why has she angered women so much and by the way like you said earlier I, I i don't think it should be a situation where men or women are hated we should we should we should both be iron sharpening iron because we, we we all admit something has gone terribly wrong in our culture the institutions of marriage have failed us what what is going on with this let's figure it out but so here's why i think women are getting so upset over pearl and 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 tate as well and and you can tell me if you disagree with this but here's what i see happening i think this is an unwitting defense mechanism Women realize that they are losing all this ground that they've gained in culture and, and, and politics, if you will, um, when it comes to divorce, alimony, child support, affirmative action. Women are realizing that they're losing the, their ground in this culture war. And if men aren't going to start playing by these rules anymore, then they're going to lose that ground. I see that. I, that's what I see in this response to Pearl Davis. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, look, I think a lot of the I, – I'm not too sure whether – there are things that you said that I agree with and there are things that I disagree. Uh, but I think that a lot of people are having issue with Pearl, not because what she says isn't objectively true, but because she's very godless and 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 she's very godless in her character of how she's conveying this truth. Evelyn, and I've got to stop you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask you to do something here. Do not attack Pearl Davis when you're talking about this. By calling her godless, that is an attack on her. I'm not talking about Pearl. I'm talking about what she talks about and why women are so upset about it. But you did ask a question why I personally think that, and I think that's why people have a problem with it. And I so think it's because, that so it's so it's an issue with her. 
No, I think that the issue is she's literally doing the exact same thing that she's criticizing and she's pitting the sexes against one another, which is why we got here. Women pitted the whole world against men. And now we're seeing this uh, pendulum swing the other way where the solution is to pit the world against women now. And we're going to end up in exactly the same spot, but possibly worse if we allow this rhetoric to keep going on. So I actually don't have an issue with her at all, personally. Um, I I don't really care. I understand what she's doing and the purpose of why she's doing it. But I think there's there's aspects where the people that she's criticizing tend to be the people who have done the right thing. You know, like that a lot of posts, there are there are a lot of older women who have got married, who have got kids, who have done all this, and it's like she's it's very unspecific. And so a lot of women are being upset because they feel like, well, I've done the right thing. And her entire um, rhetoric online is going against the, the very solution to the problem, which is godly families. And that's what I've done. Um, but again, I think her conversation is definitely necessary and I welcome it because it does actually trigger a conversation, like you said, that needs to happen. I think that there just needs to be reasonable voices in the mix who are saying things like, okay, that's a fact and that's true and that's a problem, but the solution All right, well, let, let, I, I got to take the break. Let's spend one more segment on this with Evelyn Ray, and we'll decide on the other side. The globalists are only humans. Yeah, they have control of the central banks. They have a lot of power, but they can be defeated. But some of their operations are going to take decades to stop. But one thing you can do right now is take control of your body and your family's body by purifying the water that you drink and that you cook with. And you do it with the highest quality gravity-fed filter out there. This thing does 10,000 gallons. Uh, You can sit there and put hundreds of gallons through it a day. It purifies very quickly, and it cuts out thousands of chemicals to non-detectable levels. This is what I use, which my family uses. It's the very best system out there for the lowest price. For a limited time, 10% off on top of that exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com on the Alexa Pure water filtration system in stock and replacement filters for folks that need those in stock. Get it today, and it funds the InfoWar. Don't procrastinate. This is one of the main areas we can take control of our lives and stop the globalists from hitting us with poison that they allow in the water supply. In some cases, they add the water supply like fluoride. War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Making talk radio great again. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. All right, we may have to continue this conversation with Evelyn sometime off of this show because really we need an uninterrupted long form discussion and actually i'd like to line up like five women who all disagree with me to come at me with the knives out because that's perfectly fine and i think it would be better that way but so so let me just lay a couple more things out there and evelyn get your response i would say that the best system for men and women was the western patriarchy which is the men have the desire and ability i'm going to try to put it simply the men have the desire and ability to be the breadwinners and the leader of the family and the women have the desire and the ability to be the, the caretakers and the nurturers of the family. Well, obviously, this has all gotten completely jacked up. And the system of Western patriarchy has, has for the most part, been completely destroyed. Uh, we don't need to not, – not, again, now, now let's put this also out there. 
this doesn't apply to everybody. You, you, you might not fall into these statistics, so don't worry about this. You're already being the change that you want to see in the world. So, you know, let's all just relax here. We're just talking about what's going on in culture. So, so I see the system of Western patriarchy, which I think was the best for men and women, that's been completely dismantled by design. And so what I see happening now is, is something that's kind of just been long overdue, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, indifferent, I'm saying it's been long overdue, where men are just finally saying, you know what? I know the system has been rigged against me, so I'm not going to take part in it anymore. And so normally the system would motivate the men to do the right thing, right? Otherwise, X, Y, or Z is going to happen to you. And the men say, well, I'm going to do the right thing because I have certain advantages and leverages. So I'm going to be motivated to do the right thing. Well, that's all been thrown out the window. And, and now I think that men realize that there's really no cultural motivation to do the right thing, only if you have your own morals or, or if it's your religious beliefs. That's the only thing motivating men to do the right thing. And if, if you don't have that, culturally speaking, nothing is motivating men to do the right thing. And in fact, it's motivating them to go the opposite way. And they might make certain decisions like they would in a business deal instead of a romantic partnership. So, so would you agree with that breakdown? And, and do you think the Western patriarchy was the best system? Look, I think that God created the world as a patriarchy. It literally happened in Genesis. The world is patriarchy. He revealed himself as our God, as a man. Um, and so I'm all for the patriarchy. And I 100% agree that that is the system that works. And that is the one that bears good fruit. And I think it's when we reject God and we reject his design that we end up in chaos. It's Christ or chaos. And we're seeing the chaos of that. I think you and I agree on the problems here. And I think I agree exactly with you that it was only a matter of time before men said, hang on a second, this isn't right. I think where we disagree is perhaps our practical solutions, how we get out of this mess. Because I am 100% for the patriarchy. I 100% want to be led by men in every aspect, not just the family, not just the church, but in the government. I think that should be void of women's authority altogether. Um, that's where I stand on that matter. I am certainly not a feminist. But yeah, like I said, the things that are being said on the internet might be true, but they're disconnected from the gospel. And when something's disconnected from the gospel, it leads to death. And that's what I'm worried about, seeing the pendulum swing the other way. You know, we've hated men for so long. The world has rejected them. Now, we, what's the solution? We're going to hate women and we're going to reject it. So I think perhaps you and I are probably very much on the same page. And it would be a really good conversation to perhaps go into what the solutions should be, because I am a Christian. So my solutions, I don't want them to lead to death. And that's my biggest concern with this rhetoric online. Um, and so, yeah. I agree with you pretty much on 95% of the things, just maybe slight differences in how we're going to get out of it. Yeah, and you might you might be right on with that because when I when I see these debates happening and it it it, it I understand where you're going because ultimately having having good morals and values and having that consistent in culture is is going to be what what ultimately saves it or, or builds it up if you will. However, I'm also a a a I'm very pragmatic and I'm a realist. And, and it's just true. If, if you want to have the cultural discussion, you you kind of have to leave the morals out of it. It's just it's just a fact. Most people don't have the same morals as you. They don't have the same values as you. And and it's almost it's almost irrelevant now when it comes to culture, which is part of the problem. But I think that I, I think that we're we're not looking at the realistic 
solutions to this. Like, what would a solution be? So what would a solution be, do you think, to, let's say, men not wanting to get married? Well, I would say that the solution to men not wanting to get married is finding out why. And we obviously know why, because we know the divorce rates, over 70% of women are instigating divorce. We understand that, you know, most homes are fatherless, not because men don't want to be in the in the home, but because women kick them out. Like statistically and objectively, like we understand the reasons why, but I think it really begins in the church, to be honest. And I think at the moment, our church is under judgment. John Calvin said, if if God wants to judge a nation, he's going to give them bad leaders. We're seeing that in every sphere of authority in the entire world. And I think it's going to take a generation of really strong men who go, you know what, I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to follow him because that's the right thing to do. And I might be persecuted. It might suck. I might lose out, but that's what it takes. It's iron sharpens iron, like you said, and godly men need to bring back the patriarchy. And there are decent women out there who will get behind the patriarchy. It's going to be a generational thing. But I think if we begin in the home, we begin with, uh, you know, raising our kids in the patriarchy and normalizing that and that extending into our church, that will then extend from that into the communities. Uh, It's a long game, though. And you mentioned a comment before saying that the system doesn't motivate you anymore. Well, let me encourage you, men. Let God motivate you because he led the perfect life and the perfect example, and he was all for the patriarchy. And that's the only thing that should be motivating us because that's the only thing that's going to defeat the spiritual warfare that we have going on right now is the power of Christ. It's Christ or chaos. That's how we get out of here. And and I'm not disagreeing with you, but you have to understand that 50% of men are going to ignore completely what you just said because they're atheists and they don't believe in God. So so how do you deal with that element? That's just a very real element. We just have to be honest. That's a very real element that I don't want to completely discount. And, you know, I, I think, too, that, I mean, it, there's obviously a lot of things that, that we can discuss, but look at, look, at, look at Tate, for example. Look at Andrew Tate. Now, I, I don't know your thoughts and opinions on Andrew Tate. I, I won't assume. But we see that... Um, Women don't like the things that, that Tater's saying. And, and forget about what he's being accused of or any of that. Because here's, here's what I see. I see men that follow Andrew Tate and have improved their lives. I see men that, that publish their own messages and, and basically say, Andrew Tate saved my life. I, I was going to be suicidal. And so and, and here's why I see that's happening. So many natural instincts of men we have been taught to ignore or we get punished for. And so all Tate is saying is, hey, men, your natural instincts are right on. The world hates you for your natural instincts. It's time to reclaim what's reclaim what is naturally inside of you. That's what I see going on. So, again, I, forget about whatever you think about Tate or anything. That's what that's the message I think that men are resonating with and finally feeling empowered again. Yeah. And the man has said a lot of good things. There's absolutely no denying it. And he has done good for the for the manosphere in, in, in some ways, without doubt. That's objectively true. Like you said, I think the thing is nature hates a void, right? Nature hates a void. And so when there's a void, naturally mm. you try to fill it. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing, right, is is going on man's nature, like you said. Um, and, you know, we have inherited natures within us, within men and within women, and they are different, but God has given that to us, whether we like it or not. 
we have we're born with those inherited natures and he hones in on the things perhaps that are good in men and that should be celebrated in men and that do empower men so that's great I have the understanding that God uses whatever means to his end and if he's going to use Tate to do that happy days but all glory to God through him not glory to Tate that's where I find these things um, an issue with is we pin up men and we pin up women as saviors and we're always going to fall short because we are not God we are not Christ we are imperfect beings right and so when we pin up man as savior it's only going to let us down so I have a really healthy relationship <clears throat> excuse me with these people online where I don't recognize Evelyn I, I'm out of time I, this is a great conversation you're a good spirit about it so we should probably do this again but we're out of time for today the globalists aren't just targeting us through the poison shots or the electromagnetic 5g or the gmo crops they're hitting us with hundreds of chemicals that the epa has authorized companies and industry to use one of the top pesticides used is atrazine the allowable level the government admits that they allow to be in your water supply is enough to sterilize you and basically turn your son into a feminized mutant Look it up. Don't let them do this to your family. We have the very best gravity-fed filter system out there. Highest rated at half the price of leading competitors. The Alexa Pure, ready to ship to you right now. We have replacement filters for folks who've already gotten it. It does 10,000 gallons before you replace them. It is amazing. It's great for your home, your business. You can put swamp water in it, tap water, whatever, well water. Almost everything's contaminated. This is how you take control of the fluids in your body and counter the globalist onslaught. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. For a limited time, we're running a 10% discount. That is a huge discount to start the lowest price out there you need this filter our world is so full of hype we are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media by the controlled churches and the universities why is this the case because we innately by god have been given the keys to our own minds our own psyches our own souls and by connecting to god we can empower ourselves and transcend the quote fallen or sinful state so the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. Without getting offended and upset. In fact, it's healthy. It's a good thing. So that's good. Now, we've got to move on. By the way, this is breaking right now. InfoWars, tomorrow's news today. I, we, me and Jim Hoff literally said this yesterday, and now here it is in the news today. Pro-Trump protester Ray Epps files defamation suit against Fox News. Wow. So the New York Times says, hey, uh, nudges Ray Epps, hey, you might want to sue Fox News. Look at what happened with the Dominion lawsuit. You could make millions. And then Ray Epps, I guess, says, hmm, 
maybe the New York Times is on to something. Of course, the New York Times and the American left and the Democrats and the liberals are thinking, we need to shut Fox News down. We need to get Fox News and Tucker Carlson like we did InfoWars and Alex Jones. And the first lawsuit didn't completely destroy Fox News, so now they're going to bring Ray Epps after him. Folks, I'm telling you, that's how this stuff operates. Uh, I, I don't want to go too much further, but, I mean, you, you know that that's what op- happens. Liberals, Democrats, they call these people and they say, hey, you know, we got some lawyers that will represent you if you want to sue here. And then what do you know they sue? You think that's a coincidence? The New York Times publishes a story, Ray Epps sues, sues the next day? Like, they're, they're showing you how they operate. The American left, liberals, Democrats, they have legal groups, they have influence groups, and they get in touch with these people and they say, we will fund your lawsuit, you can make millions of dollars, all you got to do is sign your name on the dotted line and bingo. And they, oh yeah, the crew points out too, the added propaganda, how they keep calling Epps pro-Trump protester. Like, oh, it's even better now. It's like, oh, it's pro-Trump. Oh, it's like this game they were playing today. Like, all these people were appointed by Trump, like Bill Barr and the others. It's like, yeah, they're corrupt too. So, there you go. We told you that would happen yesterday, and there it is. But we just know that because we experience it, you know, that old thing. It's like, folks, you know, we're, we're working on getting stuff ready for the Reawaken America tour here. And, and I'm talking to Clay Clark the other day, and he doesn't even want to make a big story of this. But, you know, you know he, he, he's been sued, too. You know, he's had to pay out almost $10 million in lawsuits, too. And he's basically paying for the entire Reawaken America tour right out of his pocketbook. And he doesn't even want to make a big story of it. But it's just, fuck, they, they're really doing this stuff, man. They're really doing this stuff. All right, I, I want to play more of these clips here from the hearing today. Let's go to a full exchange here between Jim Jordan and Christopher Ray in clip seven. Director. Without objection. Director, what's the difference between a traditional Catholic and a radical traditional Catholic? Uh, I'm not a, an expert on the, the Catholic uh, orders. Well, your FBI wrote a memo talking about radical traditional Catholics. I'm just wondering if you could define it for us. Well, what I can tell you is you're referring to the Richmond product, which was a single product by a single field office, which as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI systems. You were aghast. Then why won't you let us talk to the people who put it together? We are working on finishing an internal review into what happened there. We have there. to wait. The, we, the Congress, and the American people have to wait until you do an internal review. It's not a criminal investigation going on here. An internal review before we can talk to the people who wrote this? We, when we finish our internal review, which will be very soon, we will come, come back idea before how the committee in America? to provide a briefing on what we found. Well, we appreciate and then the we briefing. Can, we want to talk pause to this real quick it. here because yeah. this, this, this moment actually really upset me. And I understand Jim and the rest of the Republicans, they have, they have a, an idea of where they want these talks to go, and that's, and that's all good. But see, th- this part is ridiculous right here. Oh, we're, in, we're engaging in an ongoing internal investigation. Folks, I could do this investigation in two minutes. Two minutes. You send out an email. Everyone who is involved in that memo to go after Catholics, you sit them down in a room and you say, hi, how's everyone doing? Whose idea was this? And how did it make its way into printed materials? How long did that take? Was, was that 35 seconds? 
But Christopher Ray, apparently it takes him years to do that? It makes no sense. That's ludicrous. Continue. Sir, in America, director? Uh, no, sir. There's a lot, over 60 million. What percentage of those are radical, traditional Catholics, according to the Richmond Field Office of the FBI? Again, that product is not something that I will defend or excuse. It's something that I thought was appalling read, and removed it. Let's read from that product, page four of that product. By the way, the copy you gave us, when can we get a copy that didn't have all these redactions on it? So we can actually see what the American taxpayers were paying for to see their rights, their First Amendment religious liberty rights attacked. Let me just read from page four. Provide new opportunities to mitigate extremist threat through outreach to traditional Catholic parishes. All right, for the, the sake of time, I'm going to pull us out of this because I got to cover these other clips. We got a guest coming up and more news. But I mean, I haven't gotten to the California Democrats protecting child sex traffickers. That makes you ask a thousand questions. But why? Because see, it's it's again, we tend to miss we tend to miss the larger issue here. Why? Why is the FBI really concerned about? a Catholic church. Folks, you have to understand, we're dealing with leftists, totalitarians. And they know that a, a unified group of people, like a church group, are their biggest threat to their totalitarian government. So that's why they target these people. Same reason why they target Muslims in the Middle East. Because they're not going to go around and be a part of the LGBT globo homo world order. So that's what this really is. They identify and target groups that they know will be a threat to their totalitarian government. Yeah, they obviously have political bias against conservatives and Christians and, and everything else, but, but really it's just what is the biggest threat to our totalitarian control? That's what this is really about. Now, let's look at, quickly, as we move on to NATO now, this is an interesting theory from Matt Gates on a, on a podcast here that I hadn't heard before, but really actually makes sense. What would make more sense strategically to make Russia a part of NATO or to make Ukraine a part of NATO? Here's Matt Gates. And if you don't By want the way, to... why would you pick Ukraine? Why not extend NATO, NATO to Russia and make it an anti-China alliance? Like, are, are we really thinking that we're more afraid of the broke down tanks from Russia than the fact that China is building a secret military base on the island of Cuba, 90 miles away from the United States? Like, if we had to pick Russia or Ukraine for NATO, one could reasonably make the argument that no Russia question. probably provides more benefit long term. No question. No question. How about we keep, <laughs> we keep Now, he's 100 percent right. So the question is then, why is it why is it Ukraine and not Russia? Because, folks, this isn't about strategy. This isn't about geopolitics. This is about bureaucrats and politicians bathing in the engorged mammary of governments and taxpayer money. That's all this is. They just want to sit there and take your money all day long. That's all NATO is. NATO is a failed institution what's happened in ukraine is the proof nato did nothing to stop the invasion and then by the way they shouldn't have to nato's defunct already anyway so nato really should just be completely disbanded but what is the truth you pay hundreds of millions of dollars to nato and you pay hundreds of millions of dollars billions of dollars to ukraine that's them just raking in the cash so it's not a strategic thing to protect european nations or any of this other crap 
It's all a strategic thing to make sure they can still have unlimited access to hundreds of billions of dollars. All right, then there's Joe Biden. He's embarrassing the country again. Uh, He slips up and he says this in clip 11. One country cannot be allowed to seize its neighbor's territory by force. Russia could end this war tomorrow by withdrawing its forces from Ukraine, wrecking its international borders, and ceasing its attacks on its inhumane attacks on Russia. I mean, spy Russia on Ukraine. Yeah, he he doesn't know what's going on. And then um, as he fumbled through that, he fumbled through the whole speech, and uh, he really struggled here in clip 12. Soon NATO will be the 32nd freestanding, have free, 33, 32 freestanding members standing together to defend our people and our territory. Okay. And then, of course, uh, B-roll me clip 17. Uh, Joe Biden gets lost again on a NATO stage, and uh, Zelensky has to guide him to where he's supposed to be. You know, oh, and then also in clip 18, Joe Biden had to have a cheat sheet. You know, he has the cheat sheet with the media. He had to have a cheat sheet with all the other NATO leaders because he doesn't remember their names or who they are. And, And this whole Zelensky thing, he walks around in the war fatigues and stuff. Do you think Zelensky realizes he's been played yet? I mean, I'm no fan of Zelensky, but I call it like it is. Does Zelensky realize that he's been played? Kind of like, I don't know, one Osama bin Laden? I don't know if Zelensky realizes this yet or not. Infowarsstore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is... Different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD good night's sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. 